Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Back everybody, it's 105 in Edmonton. This is the second hour of Oilers Now. We're in Ice District at Rogers Place, Edmonton and Columbus tonight. Oilers Now brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Chad uses Digitex for their copiers and their printers. Their service is excellent. We will tell you that guests on the show receive guest certificates to Japanese Village, three locations, downtown, south side, and north side. You can text us at 630-630 on our Westlock 4 text line. Go out and see Paul Olson, Westlock Ford. Check out their great selection today at westlockford.com. Worth the drive to get your new ride. In this hour, we will hear comments from, amongst others, Ethan Bear, Zach Cassian, who draws back in for Edmonton, former oiler Mark Latestu in his second tour of duty in Columbus, and the always highly personable John Tortorella coming up as well as Aaron Portsline. But right now, we're going to head off to our River Cree Resort and Casino hotline where they've got Larry the Cable Guy, April 14th, River Cree Resort and Casino tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. Uh, he is in his uh, current role as the co-GM of Team Canada for the upcoming 2018 IIHF World Hockey Championship. And on the purposes of a show called Oilers Now in Edmonton, hosted by a guy who spent 13 years doing the play-by-play for the Alberta Golden Bears, in which they won six national championships, now in year number 10 with the Oilers. I will tell you this, that for the purposes of this show, he is also Brendan's dad, Brendan being Brendan Burke, who will just won a national championship with the Alberta Golden Bears. We bring aboard Sean Burke. Sean, it's Bob. How are you? Bob, I'm good. I hope you can hear me all right. I'm just driving back to Arizona here, so uh, hopefully this is all right for you. Yeah, no, it's working. Uh, just, uh, I know Brendan didn't get the start in the final. He had a wild game against Acadia, but uh, he, he was part of a team that won a national championship. That's uh, never a bad thing, is it? No, you know, I'm proud of him and, and the whole team. I mean, Brendan had a very good year. Uh, his goalie partner did as well. And, and when he came to the Nationals, he got the first start. They, they got a win. He didn't have probably his best game, but he uh, he battled hard. And you know what? They they all bounced back and had a good uh, good couple games to win it. Um, but, a, but a very good team. All those kids worked extremely hard, the coaching staff and uh and the management of that team did a great job. 
Well, the other goalie is Zach Sachenko, who's undersized, Sean. But I got to tell you, I think if had he stayed in Moose Jaw, I might have Moose Jaw as the favorite out of the WHL this year. The fact that he elected to give up his 20-year-old year and come to the U of A, I think may ultimately be one of the difference makers because I just don't think they're quite as good in goal as they would have been with uh, Zach uh, had he stayed uh, with Moose Jaw. Let's switch focus. Uh, first of all, we haven't had a chance to talk to you since the Olympics. How did that experience go for you? And how do you think your team performed? I think it was a great experience, and I, I was very proud of that team. You know, I, I think that when we went into the tournament, we knew that uh, you know there was a lot of teams that were probably as good as us on paper, and uh, we were going to have to play very well to get a medal. Um, I think that uh, looking back, uh, obviously, there's a little disappointment when you think about the German game um, because you know that was an opportunity for us to get to the gold medal. But all in all, uh, you know, the Finns, the Czechs, the Swedes, they all go home without a medal, and, and we go home with the bronze. And uh, I thought our guys played extremely hard, competed, and, and other than maybe a period and a little bit against the Germans, uh, played a lot of good hockey. Ben Scrivens uh, was in Edmonton. He had good moments. He had tough moments. But he was your number one guy. And when a guy gets hurt in that situation, it, it can affect the team's psyche a bit, can it? Yeah, it can. I think we were fortunate. Uh, you know, when Ben got injured, uh, Pouli came in uh, in that game and was outstanding. Uh, we, you know, we end up beating the Finns, which was a very tough draw for us on the crossover game. And the guys buckled down, and you know, we end up shutting them out one nothing. Um, so all in all, the goaltending, uh, you know, we we weren't sure when we started if this was going to be uh, one of our Achilles heels. And as it turned out, as the year moved along. We got a lot of good goaltending right through the Olympics, and uh, and so it was a team effort from that standpoint. The, the, the three guys that were there support each other, and they all played a role for us. We're joined by Sean Burke, who is the co-GM of Team Canada for the upcoming 2018 IIHF World Hockey Championship. About uh, two weeks ago, uh, Ryan uh, Rashak from TSN put out uh, that Connor McDavid, uh, a strong possibility, or will be going for... Uh, Team Canada, I don't know if that's 100% confirmed. How, how are you guys doing, you and uh, Martin Brodeur, in terms of your your search? And one thing about Canada is the attitude seems, I don't ever want to disrespect the U.S. because I think they're right now you know, pushing Canada the hardest amongst the other countries, but they don't seem to get the same caliber of players for the World Championships. Have you guys, how far in the process are you in terms of putting the team together, Sean? Well, we've just started to go through our list, and obviously a guy like Connor, I mean, if he wants to play, I think we'll find a spot for him. That, that shouldn't be a problem. Um, but, you know, we're always we're always very fortunate, I think, that you, you hit it on the head. But, you know, our players, uh, you know, they, they really they enjoy the international. Uh, Hockey Canada does a tremendous job of making sure they get treated extremely well, and we go there with the focus of winning. And I, and I think players... Through the course of a long season, if you're going to go over and play in the World Championships, you know you want to go over and win. Um, it's enjoyable. There's a lot of good things about it, but uh, it's a long tournament, and uh, and you don't want to finish your year on a bad note. So we've uh, we've just spent uh, yesterday uh, our management group with Marty and Scott Salmon and, and Tom Rennie as well, going through our depth chart, and uh, we're going to get to putting our uh, our you know core group of guys in place here and our coaching staff as quickly as we can. Would uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Darnell Nurse merit consideration? Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, our uh, our radar extends to uh, 
you know, obviously a lot of the guys that are that are out of the playoffs right now, but those are two uh, really good young players who've represented Canada before in different events. And, uh, you know, we, we want to have the type of team, again, where we, we need some experience as well, guys that have played internationally and uh, and have the, the tools, the speed, the skill. Um, so guys you mentioned there are obviously guys under consideration, and, uh, and we're lucky. When we go through our list already, um, you know, we have the makings of a very good team right now, and uh, we may get some help as we move along here. Yeah, absolutely. We're joined by Sean Burke. I mean, I, I, sh- I guess I should have mentioned Cam Talbot, too, since he backstopped the team to some success as well a couple of years ago. Um, and there is, I mean, did you? I don't know if you felt this with the Olympics because the makeup of the teams were a little bit different. And I know they weren't officially called Russia, but, you know, Russia obviously had the, the highest end skill guys. But when it comes to Canada in this tournament, are they still seen as... You know, Canada at the end of the day, like it's still a country that's the deepest country in the world, and could probably put two teams together most years. Yeah, I think we are. And, you know, I've been involved uh, the previous three years. Um, you know, we've put very, very good teams on the ice. Uh, we've won it uh, two of the last three, and last year went right down to a gold medal shootout game. So I think that yeah, you know, when we play in these tournaments, obviously everybody gives you their best game. Uh, but when you put guys like Sidney Crosby on the ice, as we did a couple of years ago, and you've got you know, possibly Connor McDavid this year and our top players, um, you know everybody realizes Canada is the team to beat, and uh, and that's good. Uh, but it all, the expectation is no different than, than even our Olympic team. Um, you know, it, it doesn't really matter who puts on those jerseys when it's Canada. There's a high expectation uh, internally as well as from from everybody else, and that'll be no different this year. Sean, I'm going to draw a correlation, and and not everybody likes talking soccer, but you know it's relevant because the World Hockey Championship is in Europe. Usually, Um, I look at Germany, and they bombed out of the World Cup, or not out of the World Cup, but out of the uh, the Euro in 2000, the European Championships in 2000. They placed a tremendous emphasis moving forward on skill in skill development, and they demanded that their players be selfless and always play for their country and accept the roles. And, of course, we all saw what happened in 2014 when they obliterated, you know, maybe the most talented country in the world, though I think right now Germany can make an argument they're right there too with Brazil. But I think there's a correlation. Like Canada, you know, we didn't get the result we wanted in 1998. Bob Nicholson was heading up Hockey Canada. And do you think it's fair to say that the emphasis on skill and, and focusing on skill development has changed the complexion because you you played on some pretty good Canadian teams yourself, but Canadian hockey was viewed a little bit different in '84 and '88. As good as the NHL guys were, and of course they weren't an option in the Olympics, but Canadian hockey still was viewed differently than than it is now. Do you think we are seen as being the best uh, uh, growers and developers of skilled players in the world right now? Well, I definitely think that's a good point, and, and you know, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, obviously, Canada's game has always been known as being pretty distinct. I mean, we, we like to play a brand that is, you know, a flavor that everybody kind of recognizes, uh, hard-nosed, competitive, uh, as you mentioned, guys filling different roles. But the skill is something that, at the end of the day, is really, really important to winning, and uh yeah, I think we've done an excellent job. You look at the young players in the NHL. Um, 
not only the Canadians, of course, there's a lot of good young skill. Um, that's where the game is headed. But I think Canada's done a tremendous job of of not only keeping pace with that, but also uh, probably moving ahead now. If you look at, obviously, the Connor McDavid and the Barzells and these guys, the, the skill level is incredible. And, uh, and that has to be a focus. And all young players now know... Um, that that's something they need to individually work on, and uh, and, and they do, and it's it's raised the level of hockey. I think I don't know if there's ever been a time in our game where we've seen as as skilled the games as we do, and, and there's a lot of good young players in our game. Sean, just to wrap up, uh, maybe you can educate our listeners on the concerted effort Hockey Canada makes for the players' families to make this part of, uh, you know, a further extension of the experience for the player when it comes to the World Hockey Championships? Yeah, a very important part of our program. And, uh, you know, it's been that way for a long time uh, since I played. Uh, you know, and I think it's very important that not only do they put an emphasis on winning, but they also understand that winning is a lot more enjoyable when your family's around. And, uh, and the motivation for guys to come over there um, it's different when they know their family's going to join them and, and they can share in it. So, uh, you know, a lot of credit goes back to Bob Nicholson, of course, Tom Reddy now, and Scott Salmon, who've carried that through. Uh, but we have some great people. I, you know, I don't want to mention everybody, but Katie Doyle, who nobody would know her name, she heads up the family program for Hockey Canada and does a tremendous job of taking care of details and making sure everybody's uh, happy and, and getting what they need to be uh, to be comfortable. So, uh, we, we find it's a big source of pride for us. It's, uh, if we're going to go over and expect these guys to give up their time and make the commitment, uh, we want their families to enjoy it too, and it's uh, it's always been a huge part of this. Sean, as the team uh, gets finalized here in, I don't know, three weeks to a month, we'd like to do this again, okay? Absolutely. Uh, anytime. I'd be happy to get back on. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Thanks a lot. That is Sean Burke. He is the co-GM of Team Canada for the upcoming 2018 IIHF World Hockey Championship. It's 118 in Edmonton. When we come back on orders now, we're going to give away another set of tickets to tonight's game. And we're going to have NHL today as well. This is Oilers Now, live from Ice District and Rogers Place, where the Edmonton Oilers tonight take on the Columbus Blue Jackets. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio 630 Chad. Welcome back everybody. All right, uh, you can text us at 630-630 on our Westlock Ford text line. Brian says, Bob, you mentioned the Golden Bears won six national titles in the 13 years you did play-by-play. Why did they struggle so much? Yeah, two best teams didn't win when I did their games. Here we go. We're going to get to some trivia. Up for grabs, another pair of tickets tonight's game, Edmonton and Columbus. Blue Jackets and the Oilers. Another Edmonton-Columbus connection. Here we go. The trivia question for a pair of tickets to tonight's game as part of Fan Appreciation Night at Rogers Place. In 
Mark Letestu's previous tour of duty with Columbus. Name the defenseman who he played with in Columbus who later signed a two-year deal with the Edmonton Oilers at $4.5 million per season. Name the defenseman with Columbus. This guy once had a 32-point season in the NHL in 54 games. Name the D-man with Columbus that Latestu played with that would later sign a two-year deal with the Oilers. Um, suffice to say, he did not exactly live up to the expectations <laughs> that came in that deal. He ended up playing a total of 53 games in Edmonton and went minus 17 and scored four goals. Six foot four, left shot D-man. He wore a very high number, and he spent the last two seasons in the KHL. And the only good thing is the Oilers didn't sign him to a three-year deal. 780-496-0063 on our River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. Uh... You can text us at 630, 630. <laughs> uh, I think we've got, wow, we, we've we got our winner, Danielle. Knew that, Daniel, I, I stand corrected. It was Daniel, not Danielle. Uh, Daniel knew that Nikita Nikitin, there you go, on our River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline, Nikita Nikitin was the player that we were looking for that had played in Columbus for a few seasons that the Oilers signed to a two-year deal. That was Mark Letestu's former teammate. Thank you to the 75 texters that just reached us in the last uh, 37 seconds to the show. Thank you very much. You can text us at 630-630. Ryan in Calgary says, Bob, who's your pick uh, for the playoffs to be that underdog that makes the run? There's always one team. Stots from Ryan. Well, I'm picking Nashville and Tampa Bay. That's a gutsy call, eh? To go to the final. <laughs> Way to go on the limb. And for the record, I picked the Oilers at the start of the year, so it shows you what I know. A team that could maybe go on a I would have to think. Brendan, you got anybody that you can think of off your top of your head? Well, yeah, I'm still struggling to think uh, who I'm going to pick to uh, make the Stanley Cup final. So a few teams come to mind. I mean, San Jose is red hot right now. They've, uh, you know, been to the Cup in the past. Uh, you could also I, go I with Vegas, maybe. They no, could go on some miraculous run. Uh, you know what? I, and I shouldn't do this because every step of the way, Vegas has exceeded expectations. <laughs> I believe Vegas is getting bounced out in the first round. It just it just has the feel uh, of one, one well, of Well, if the, they play Colorado, I think they'll beat Colorado. Hmm. Well, they beat them head-to-head two straight games, right? Uh, I don't the Avs won the first one in a shootout. Oh, that's right. McKinnon didn't get a point in either game. I know because I have McKinnon in the Pub 1905 pool. Um, and I don't think I'm... You know what? I'm up. And he hasn't. his line hasn't done anything. By the way, Rantanen's got 80 points on his line. Just, just, just so people know. He's had a pretty good year, too. Out east, Bob? The Leafs, maybe? I don't know. Matthews could... Uh, you I'll know. tell you who I want to come out of the West. Winnipeg. Yep. Yeah, I'm with you there. That'd be Absolutely. awesome. Absolutely. Like, for sure, Winnipeg over the other teams in the West that are there. And I know this is sacrilegious to say, hosting a show called Oilers Now, had the Flames made the playoffs, I wouldn't have been disappointed to see Calgary have some success. I'm stunned by uh, I mean, I watched parts of that game last night, and they had nothing going. 
nothing going last night against LA, but they didn't have their top three scores. Do we have time to get NHL today? And can we do that right now for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing? More than just sportswear, Drew Shamahorn and his staff at Elite. Here's Brendan Ulrich. Do it, Brendan. Eight more games around the NHL tonight. Patrick Maroon out for the Devils. They host Carolina. The Hurricanes have won three in a row. The Islanders in Ottawa. The Islanders have lost three straight. The Sens have lost five straight. Pittsburgh travels to Detroit. The Red Wings just one win in their last 10. Two of the hottest teams in the league square off tonight in St. Louis. The uh, Blues hosting San Jose. The Sharks have won eight in a row. The Blues have won five straight. Minnesota in Nashville. It sounds like the Preds, Bob, are closing in on signing Tolvin into his entry-level deal. A big boost for them if uh, they get that done prior to the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. He's a sniper. Uh, the Jets hosting Boston. The Jets have won five in a row. The Bruins are two points back of Tampa now for first in the Atlantic with two games in hand. The Dallas Stars hosting Philadelphia. The Stars have just won one in their last ten. They've lost four in a row, and the Ducks are at uh, Vancouver. Uh, Adam Gaudet was uh, skating in the morning skate today, Bob, but I believe he uh, may not make his debut until Thursday against the Oilers. Okay, well, that'll be exciting for Vancouver. The Condors uh, play in San Diego tomorrow. You tweeted this out, Bob. Oilers prospect Stuart Skinner, sensational last night. 39 saves as a Swift Current beat Regina 4-1 in Game 3 to take a 2-1 series lead. He stopped uh, 103 of 106 uh, shots on goal through three games so far in that series. Well, if he's providing that, if they can get past, because Regina's outplayed Swift through the first three games, if they can get past him, uh, and ultimately end up playing against Moose Jaw. Goaltending might be a factor there, and Skinner might be the difference maker for Swift Current. Tonight, Victoria and Vancouver square off in Game 3. That series tied 1-1. Tyler Benson, three assists in two games for Vancouver so far. Spokane and Portland, Game 3 tomorrow. Yamamoto will be on the face-off show tonight. Good work there. That's a good get. Good producer, Reed. Or were you the one that got that one, Brendan, for Reed? I believe Dave. Oh, well, well done, Dave. Book that one. There we go. That's uh, NHL today again for our friends at Elite uh, Promotional Marketing. This text comes in saying, what's up with you in low tide, hoping that the Flames would make the playoffs this year? Blasphemous. I'd be happy with all four Canadian teams making the playoffs out of the West. Absolutely. Uh, of the... and. You know, I'd be happy if Montreal, Ottawa made it too. Toronto, yeah, you know, they're, they're, they're Toronto. It's a little different with Toronto. I, I see Toronto as more of an American team than a Canadian team. I'm just having some fun with you. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And then when we come back, Aaron Portsline, now with the Athletic out of Columbus.